Hey now, hey now, hey now, Habs fans. It is the final episode of the Curfew Boys podcast in 2023. No, we are not going anywhere. But we are excited to bring you a brand new episode as we say goodbye to 2023 and look forward to a brand new year. 2024 is already knocking on our door. I am Sammy with my cousin Chris and no. my buddy Joey. Hey now, hey now. Hey now, boys. Uh, I know we're a couple of days after, but Joey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, hope you and your family had a, a very, very Merry Christmas day and gathering. Family, Chris and I were together at his papa's house, and uh, we definitely had a great time. Great to see family. And when you're Italian, you eat at family gatherings. That's all yeah. you do. Yeah. You, you talk, you yell, and you eat. So, And I'm sure, <laughs> we, Joey, you're well we aware. all that. That I'm sure uh, just like Anthony, Zook, and Adri are aware. That's been the story of our lives. It hasn't stopped this year, and it won't stop next year. For as long as we're alive, as long as the curfew boys are alive, this is our life. <laughs> it's crazy because w- when we get together, we're, we're about 22 to 25 people, but we have enough mm-hmm. food for about 65 people. Yeah, uh, we, could, we, we could feed an army. You can uh, literally feed an army. Yeah. I'm still... Yeah, go, Sorry, ahead. Go, 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 go. I was going to say the most ridiculous thing I saw, like I'm not the biggest eater, obviously. I, I, I tend to like try to balance, but I'll indulge on Christmas for sure. The, but the biggest, the most ridiculous thing I saw is my cousin brought out about eight different types of pizzas at midnight. I was like, what the fuck? A- after being so full from eating all night, he brings out eight pizzas at midnight. I'm like, I, I know you guys are similar. It's like, it's just it's insane how much food there is at Italian Christmases. So, the, the, yeah, absolutely. The one, the one tradition though, like it, that's unfortunate for me that works against me does not work in my favor. Is I'm allergic to shellfish. Don't tell me so, you eat though on Christmas. We don't, Eve. we don't, we don't eat meat on Christmas Eve. It's, it's you know, it's an Italian, I guess, Catholic Mediterranean tradition. So half, half of the meals are either fish. Or pasta, and I could only eat the pasta, and so we had ricotta lasagna, ricotta and spinach, la, mm. spinach lasagna, not meat lasagna, not until the next day. <laughs> but that's the only that's the only downfall for me about Christmas, at least Christmas Eve, is I can't have all the food that's there, just because of the fish. More but for you, can, Chris. Oh, pretty fuck. much. I, I literally, I literally gained ten pounds. Like my, my clothes are a little bit tighter after like I know I'm going back to the gym. Like it's that like you said, Joey, it's the time of the year where you indulge. <laughs> yeah. And just like I want to enjoy what's what's there to be had. And that's the case, but it's like fucking clearly over indulged this year because literally ten pounds on the scale. Jesus I'm I'm fucking Christ. going from a slap weight to George LaRock weight over here. <laughs> George LaRock, yeah. you, you go you're going to Dustin Bufflin weight, man. <laughs> <laughs> We we make too much on Christmas for desserts. We have a lot of people Dude, love to bake the sweets and it's, the it's sweets a never, a lot. Yeah. It's a never this ending sweet table. Ever seen. This, this is, was one of the worst I've ever seen. I, I I don't know where the fuck it came from. Dude, it's it's nonstop. Not only are we am I getting some from 
our family, Chris, but I'm getting some from the other side too. And yeah, and, and that side as well. And it's just not stopped. Like like my fridge, there's there's more there's more chocolate and cookies and sweets than there is vegetables and 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 any other drink. The Italian way. This is it's insane. But listen, this is I I don't think I I would trade this tradition for any other in the world this is just me personally like i love okay. i love i love our our nat our ethnical background and the traditions that we've had our whole lives and i'm not knocking any other out there but i'm 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 happy to be part of the ones that that we have so yeah like likewise so so yeah. that's that but hey listen uh i i i kind of wonder you know where the montreal canadians were standing as far as like conditioning after their probably Christmas gatherings, but they're still on the road. And uh, listen, it's a pretty good record so far. A lot better than what I expecting than I expected. Excuse me. Out of four games so far, two wins, one loss in regulation against Carolina and one loss in overtime against Minnesota, who they usually have a tough time playing against and, they just can't seem to fucking win a regulation in Minnesota. Uh, Joy, do you remember who was the, la the last time the Canadians won in Minnesota? Yeah, when Subban had his hat trick. It was 2011. Who's better than you? Who's better, th who's better than you, Joey? Oh, nobody. To our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the, yeah, well, I, knew sure, he did. I, he did. I knew it regardless. I knew oh, it regardless. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I was watching PK's, uh, you know, his show that he had after he retired? Yeah. I was watching some of it uh, yesterday on LDS, and I I, I kind of like it. There's a little bit like that cheesy acting, like what he does with Chris Chelios and and others, but like it's still it's it's still pretty cool. I thought it was well done. But yeah, the Canadians just they they played a good game. I thought against Minnesota, but you know when you have elite sniper uh, Kaprizov, he's gonna hurt you if you leave him alone in front of the net, especially in overtime. So. All that to say is uh, I'm I'm happy so far. I was I expected, you know what I I expected them to get total of five points. I mean, they got that right now. I I really think they're gonna walk out with. I'm hoping they walk out with seven, but if they walk out with five, I was expecting five. They're there. To me, again, where this team is. I like to think it's somewhat of a success. I think if they get if they get if they walk out of here with seven points, it just proves again my point and my opinion on how they are a 500 team. That's exactly who they are. That's their identity. So who do you predict they beat between Florida, Tampa, and Dallas? Dallas um, next road in, game. In, in in all honesty, I wouldn't be surprised if two out of those three they go into overtime. Okay, and 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 I I I have a tough time predicting if they're gonna win any of those. To be honest, the most good teams. likely one is actually surprisingly is Tampa Bay. I I I think so too. Like I got a I get a feeling they're not the same that, this year. They're no, they're not. Down. But 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 Montreal seems to find ways sometimes to win in Tampa Bay. Sometimes they get their asses kicked. Sometimes they actually win a very surprising in a very surprising way. So it could be. You might be right, Joe. That's exactly what I was thinking. I. Don't really see them beating Dallas. To nah. be honest, I think, I think Dallas is, is a lot stronger than, than we all thought. 
and, and Flor- Florida's Flor- hit Florida, hit Florida, Florida could be a hit or miss, but they're just they're they're an aggressive team. They're, they're yeah. Florida's big, don't dis- so don't discount the uh, home game factor. There are going to be more Canadian fans in the stands for the Florida game than there will be. That fans. is true. That is it, that, it has to be done on true. purpose, right? They probably know a lot of Quebecers go to uh, Florida, the, 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 Florida for, for holidays for New Year's. So it's true. Anthony's there right now, so yeah. he, maybe he might catch a game. But yeah, oh, we'll definitely it's, losing it's, if he does. <laughs> it's 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 super known that Quebecers go to especially Florida during during you know Christmas season, the beginning of winter, and some of them stay there for quite a while. So. It's 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 something there that that factor might might help them. You never know. But there's one if there's one thing I'm happy, I'm happy that the line of Slavkovsky, Nick Suzuki, and Cole Caulfield is really gelling, is is meshing well together. Like yeah, for, it for, for, for yeah, it took it's some time, good. but for a solid week, they were like what one of the top ten lines in the league. In terms of one, uh, like uh, what was it? I I I I can't believe it took me a while. But I this, this website moneypuck.com, man. In terms of advanced analytics, Joey, your, your gig might be in jeopardy. But a couple, but <laughs> I, before, I I reference to money puck a lot, really. Okay, no, that's great. And before the game against Carolina, you know that line was top ten in the league in terms of uh, goals. Uh, what, what you got to explain to me? What's the X factor? The X goals percentage? You got. Do, do you know no, what I'm talking expect, about? It's expected, even though they don't expect goals yeah, percentage. It's what, okay, what they expect percentage of goals oh. to come from that line, or if there's no percentage, oh, it's what <laughs> they're expected to score than what they do. It's it's a good measurement. You can see okay if a team is creating a lot of chances or how many goals they're expecting to score versus how many okay. they actually score. So that means they're okay. underperforming, or if they're scoring more, they're overperforming. Usually, good players tend to overperform because they score goals that. They really shouldn't be scoring, but they're talented enough to score it. So you mm-hmm. want, obviously, you want to be in the plus range in that. So yeah, yeah. So right, when you're right underperforming, now, yeah, M- yeah. Montreal Bella as a whole, though, Sam is certainly underperforming expected goals yes. because they don't have guys that can finish. Well, th- but this is why I'm strictly sticking to the first line: Slavkovsky, Suzuki, and and Caulfield. They were in the top 10, I think, after the Carolina game. They definitely dropped, or maybe because of the break, too. But right now, excuse me, they're sitting at 12 spots with 61.5% expected goals for percentage. So, you know, I mean, hey, listen, it's not it's not that bad. If, if you look at if you look at the list, like, I, I don't know how this this is more for Zook. I don't know how Dano, Moore, and Fiala are up there at number two. And you have the obvious McDavid, uh, Hyman, and Nugent Hopkins up there with number one. But listen, I don't know. I, I kind of like what I see. Like Slavkowski getting another goal in Chicago. You got what? Uh, another goal and assist. And it, it, it uh, he, he had at that point, he had four points in two games. Again, we I think we constantly say it so slowly. I think Slavkowski's here. And it's all because of Marty, like Chris mentioned. Marty was probably one of the only ones in this city. He's reaping the benefits. Yeah, it cer- certainly is, Sam. Uh, another another category um, I think you should look at and pay attention to is I like the expected goals for per 60 minutes where they average out how many goals they, they should be scoring a game. 
and okay. they're averaging at least three, three point. I think it was three point two three. Yeah, three point two three. I got it right here. Yeah, that's yeah, correct. which is which is for me, it's it's quite high. It it still puts them, um, it still it puts them twenty seventh, but it's better than it was before. Trust right. me, before. Yeah. But they need to get something like that higher, where they're expected to score more like four or five goals games. Although they, it doesn't happen that way, it's mm-hmm. just it's when they shoot or when they create chances, they're expected to score. If they do not score it, well, this is where you find out like, okay, are they actually scoring three goals a game? Or are they not? But if they can get there, if they could start scoring three, four goals a game, they won't every game. That's, you know, it's unheard of. Yeah. It's something to look forward to that that keeps progressing. Cause that number was lower before. Okay. So it's starting to get better. Do any of you think there's something wrong with Cole though? Yes, certainly do. I, I don't think, think he's playing the same. He might be injured. Do you think it's I'm his? Sorry. Do you think it's his shoulder? The one that got in, the one that got uh, that he got surgery. It, it only else? it only makes more logical sense that it's his shoulder. I I don't know. It only makes sense. We we wouldn't know what else it would be, but for me, it, I think it's I think it's his shoulder. Chris, what are you grinning about? <laughs> well, I agree with Joey. We don't know for sure what else it might be, but I think it's not his shoulder. I think it's his dick. Maybe he might be uh, running around. I think honestly, lady lady troubles have been and it's what either way. But it's <laughs> where's that coming from? No, no <laughs> seriously, these guys these troubles. guys go out and these guys go out and they have a good time. Um, I don't I'm just saying. Know. You know, it's out of left field, but God, I'm just saying, I'm just, this is theoretically anybody who's going to fucking be Cole, messaging and Cole is just comments. Coming. Cole is scoring in other ways, except for scoring goals on the ice. Is that what no, you're saying? Some, some, no, sometimes like the, these external relationships that you have outside in your personal life, they seep into your work and his work is his scoring goals. And I'm just saying, maybe he's not fully there uh, mentally 100%. You know, he's losing sleep. He's he's not 100% focused. It could be good or bad. It could be somebody new in his life. It could be some uh, a relationship that's going out the window. But so, so you truly, that, like, guys, so you're truly. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just think, outside, I'm literally out of the box. Or it's maybe, a possibility. Or maybe... <laughs> I want to. I want to go out on the realm of uh, Joey's. I, I don't want to think it's a shoulder. I really don't want to think it's a shoulder because that would be more devastating than him being distraught off ice with something else. Seriously. I, I'm hoping it's not I, that listen, it, it could be possible. Like the one player I can think of where he just had a terrible season because of outside circumstances. I think of Brock Besser with his father. When his father died, like he was, he was still That's playing, example, but, but, yeah. but he wasn't, he wasn't all there in Vancouver last year was just having a disaster of a season. You look at him now, he's practically top 5 in uh, in goal scoring. So yeah, so I I I'm just you completely caught me off guard. Is it possible? Yeah. I, 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 I'm just I, being so, funny by the way. Yeah, okay, I'm just fine. Just being funny fine. because like if anybody jumps on to the freaking YouTube no, no, and is no, watching no. and is gonna, them, it's a joke like I have no idea, but it's a theory. <laughs> it's just a, a theory and it's okay, a funny so theory you're, at that. Your theory might be something outside, like an outside the extracurricular extracurricular distractions. Okay. Well, but the thing is is like it's it's not like he's not playing well. Like he's still playing well. He's still it's delivering just, chances. He's finishing. He's, uh, uh, maybe he's finishing Cole, in other places. <laughs> if, <laughs> if Caulfield doesn't finish chances and scores, then he, I'm not saying he's useless, but then you don't have a, an efficient player that you need. 
he he's there to score. That's his job. So if he's but not it, scoring, it, is it is it possible that he's focusing a little bit more of his game defensively? Statistics don't show it, Sam. Well, I like he he. I I agree because that game against Minnesota, like especially three on three when they were stuck in their own end, like he did not he did not play the man to man coverage well, and it actually led to a bit of confusion and to the Kaprasov goal. So. Look, sometimes like it's 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 not it's not a knock on Cole, but sometimes you you gotta. I don't want to use the word call out a player, but you gotta ask the question like, hey man, like where is he right now? And it's not for lack of trying. It's, I think it's the same thing like 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 Josh Anderson. Like we we all knew once he started going, the floodgates were gonna open, and he's a streaky player, and he's got what five goals in his last five games now. Yeah, so, yeah, he's actually he's providing secondary scoring, which is badly needed by this team. Mm-hmm. So be, uh, so yeah, he's gonna go, he's go gonna first. get to thirty. What one, one second before we move on from he's this? Not getting 30. <laughs> he's no, not I know getting... he's not. I know he's not getting thirty. I'm just again trying to be funny, but I wanna I wanna say something about Cole and and like I said, I've I've had high praise for Marty the whole season, but I genuinely want to bring up one other point. Marty even said he might have to adjust his game regarding Cole Caulfield and and the way mm-hmm. he was playing, and I'm hoping. Again, I don't want to bash Marty, and I don't want to say he's the reason why this is occurring, but I'm wondering just all to say, said extracurricular, but he might be in his own head trying to play in a way that's just not natural to him. Could be. And he's straying away from the things that made him successful in the past, and that that might be playing into it. And if he's, again, um, let's hope he figures it out. But I, I think, like Joey's saying, statistically, he's still lining himself up to score goals, but he's just he's just not finishing. Uh, yeah but but i i, I kind of wonder if a lot of the focus is a bit on slavkoski where they're having nick and cole to try to help this kid out and maybe improve his game do you, do you kind of see what i'm getting like maybe they're trying to find him more maybe feed him the puck a little bit more so he could get his his scoring chances and whatnot yeah but uh-huh. i think I, I don't know if it's dominating I don't, the game I, on his own I think Slav is just doing stuff that neither of those guys could do either way. And because oh, Slav has the size, he's got the he's got the body, yeah. you know. And but so, I don't think like, I don't. What I'm trying to say is I don't think it's those two guys focusing more on Slav. I think just Slav is doing his own thing and contributing to that line. And mm-hmm. that's there's there's nothing more to say. I don't think they're adjusting their game. I honestly think that Slavkovsky's been making some outstanding he, passes and plays. Here's what I th- yeah he has. I I think maybe. N- I think Nick Suzuki, not that not that he's not trying to help out Cole, but maybe in the back of Nick's mind, he's like, okay, he's on my line. Like, I'm gonna try to make this kid shine. And is it is it possible? That's I'm I, I'm asking. I'm asking. I'm not saying that's what it is, but I'm just wondering because like and and and, and mind you, and mind you, a couple of goals that Slavkosi scored, the assist came from Suzuki and Cole. So it's like, a more plausible theory than Chris's, you know, uh the cold distraction with other curricular activities. So <laughs> what are the chances? Yeah. Well, but, but dude, like I, I get Chris is being silly, but at the same time too, like it's, it's, it's not unknown. No, it's a lot not. of players, a lot of players just lose concentration because of outside events or somebody in your life. You, 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 you never know. It's, it's very, very, very possible. I, I don't I don't think I'm not worried about Cole. Like, yeah, it sucks. I don't think he's gonna meet the expected goals for that we all thought he would have. 
I think we all thought he would reach 40, but I don't think he's going to get there. Is anybody going to hit 30? No, I don't think so. I don't even I don't even think my boy Gallagher is going to reach 30. Is he going to even reach 10? <laughs> I don't think he's I don't think he's going to reach I don't know. Fuck, I don't it's know. going to be a miracle it's... that he reached 30 games, but no, there's, anyways. There's no one that's going to reach 30 and we were just hoping Cole can do it, but yeah. I don't think it's the year. It's really the year of the defenseman. If we're gonna go anywhere, it's them dude, scoring. This is unreal, and like, you thank know, God, right? If imagine if they dude, they were playing just average, like, if average Matheson, play. If Matheson wasn't scoring, if Shrubel wasn't putting up points, uh, Kovacevic from time to time. You want to talk about? Sometimes we could talk about the negative side of Justin Barron. Hey man, he sniped the winner against Winnipeg. You know what I mean? Uh, fuck, who else? David Savard looks like Bobby Orr when he's back in the lineup. Jesus. So there's this Whoa, little Savardian man. deke that he goes on. <laughs> I can't no, believe he has a name for a deke. He's been playing been, well. He's been playing it, better for sure. No, no, but it's true though, Joe. Like it's 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 a good thing, but it's a scary thing too. I personally yeah. believe that. For me, what's scary is that all the offense is coming from your defense. It's the scariest yeah, thing as a team because there's no way, I don't care how good you are, there's no way that you can win a cup where your primary scoring is coming from your defense. No, no, no. There's there's, there's absolutely no There's no shot. Pun no, exactly. But that's where we're getting. But I didn't think it'd be, look, I thought they weren't going to be the greatest offensively this year besides mm -hmm. Cole, but mm -hmm. I didn't think it would be this bad. Uh, you know, I don't, well, no, none of us expected the extreme slow start of Josh Anderson, Cole, uh, Suzuki, you know what? Suzuki's actually playing well. Suzuki's yeah, playing Suzuki's, very well, actually. Suzuki's, like, Suzuki's actually the, where he's the only, said he's, he's the only he's just about one. a point per game. He's just about, he's a little bit yeah. under, but he's just about a point per game. So if he continues right. as he has been, let's say on this road trip or the last five to 10 games, he's going to be a point. Per yeah. game player. He's got, he's got 30, 30 points in 34 games. Yeah, he's been the only one. Yeah. Yeah, but, but Matt, Matt... Then again, Slav... Yeah, go, go. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, but no, Slav no, was playing atrocious hockey for a significant portion of, uh, like, I'd say the first half of all games that were played. He played atrocious hockey. Caulfield mm -hmm. is still not burying for some reason. I think a lot... Again, I've, I've said this in previous episodes. I think a lot of it has to do with Mike Matheson, who's not a quarterback on the power play. Cole Caulfield is the kind of player who would bury a lot more goals with uh, Lane Hudson. We'll talk about the World Juniors oh, and yes. prospects later. <laughs> but just to say, I, I think I think there are different factors as to why Cole is not, not maybe performing. Uh, we already covered that. But ju just to say, I think Suzuki is playing the way he's playing. I think Slavkovsky is playing above what we actually expected him to be yes. playing. Yes. Uh, Josh Anderson is um, Josh Anderson is probably going to get to that 15 goal mark. And other than injuries, I think he had a, a bunch of other players like Monaghan is still playing better than we expected. There, there are more players he than, got his, than uh, not that are actually playing above expectations. Did, did he not get his uh, 500 point? Yes, uh, he did. He got it. Yeah, he got his 500 point uh, yesterday, I believe. Against Carolina, so, yeah. Yeah. So he's our second lead. He's our he's second for us in points, Matheson over Caulfield. Matt, yeah, I, I I know by well, Caulfield's got 21. Matheson has no Caulfield. No, 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 no. Sorry, no. I made a mistake. Yeah, that's correct. Caulfield 24, Matheson 25. 25. Cole only, but Cole has eight goals. Matheson has six. Like the goals is what is the the one that's that that this is what we're talking about. It's it's such a 
such a surprising statistic for Caulfield. Like, and when you look at Newhook, who's played, I think it's 11 or 12 less games than Cole, he's only one goal behind. Yeah, I know. Newhook, like, I, I keep mentioning, I keep thinking how, like, the loss of him is so underrating. Like, it's underrated. Sorry. We're under, we're literally underrating the loss of Newhook right now, in my personal opinion. I won't even get to Kirby Doc anymore because we all know that. Well, at least I hope you think the loss in New Hook really hurts. It I does. think it's yeah. the scoring and maybe on the special teams too. It does. Uh, it, it's part of the reason why we we can't score. I, I mm-hmm. think by having those two guys out, I mean it. It certainly hurts. Yeah. So Kirby Doc is Kirby Doc is the focal point of your second line. At the very least, second oh, line, if not your first line, possibly. So oh yeah, it yeah. goes. It goes without saying. I, I opened up. I opened up the Canadian statistics, Joey. I'm surprised you haven't jumped at it yet. Um, there's only one player that's double digits in the negative for his plus minus, and that is none other than Brendan Gallagher, minus fifteen. The uh, second I, after I, that, I can't. It, yeah, I, I can't always talk about him. Everyone's gonna hate. Me. <laughs> Everyone hates me already, Chris. So I. No, I really no, I, I, you know, you know what the thing is. I, I, the thing about Brendan Gallagher, it, it, it comes down to one. It's the contract. We, even, even with the salary cap going up four point three, whatever it is, let's go minimum four million dollars next year. It's like, I'll never, I'll never deny the guy's heart and and what. The, what wearing the Montreal Canadiens logo means to him, like he bleeds, he bleeds the le, le blanc rouge, red, white, and blue. But it, it, but I think even the game for him is getting way too fast for him, and it, it, it's it's so unfortunate with all the injuries he's had, and just look, he's just getting older. That that that's what it is. Like no the, comment. There's it's 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 unfortunate, and and unfortunately the the contract comes with the player. And if there was a way to keep the player for like a million dollars, you keep him as a role player. Yeah, I do it. But right now, that's that's not the case. And I'm not I'm not shitting on Gallagher, but like I think I think we I think a lot of us know where he's at right now in his career, and it's the contract that hurts more than anything. It's not the player that's hurting the team; it's the contract. Yeah, I'm sorry to go down that route. It's just something that. We're talking about Canadian statistics. I opened it up, and the first thing that jumped out at me next to the points column is plus minus, and he's the only one, defenseman included. He's the only one no, but, at minus fifteen. But it's it's kind and, of important to acknowledge. It's important to acknowledge it because at some point, management's going to have to make a decision here when it comes to filling in a, a roster spot with whoever you think is part of this rebuild and that's going to bring this team to that next level. Josh, what Also, Chris, second worst forward in penalty minutes. So. Oh, and like, yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 and like he would he he had remember that. Pe- sorry, Sam. A couple just times that the last that he, the last minute that he the last us. Yeah. Well, he, which team was it? I don't um, know, but like he he did it when when Chris and I went to the Columbus game. Thank God they killed the penalty. Yeah. Like, yeah, but which was the one that he took the penalty and they lost off of it? I think it was Vegas. Yes. Well, when, there you when go. The, yeah. So. No, look, th- this is not a knock on him, but like we have to be, I think, realistic about him in terms of where he's at in his career. That that that's it. That's all. We're now doubt. We're not doubting his heart and his efforts. We're not. It's just he's just not. He's not the same player anymore. But I want to go back to the defense. I really think 
a pairing that needs to be separated is Gooley and Barron. I don't think I don't think there's enough experience between those two to handle all that responsibility defensively. When what I remember from Gooley last season, when he came in the league and he did not look like a rookie, he was solid on both ends of the ice. I truly believe it's because he had a mentor in David Savard. And I really think yep. I really think he should go back to being paired with Savard. And I think it would be good for for Barron to be paired up with Matheson. I I, I truly like just put those two with a veteran just for now. Cause they kind of I think they kind of need that. And I get some people might say, yeah, well, you know, Baron and Gooley played together for Canada, the World Juniors. I get, yeah, but it's it's that was a couple of years ago. It's different too. It's, you, this is at that time it wasn't pro hockey. This is different. I really, really think like like this season saw a couple of games. I watched them get like couple. They 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 cough up the puck a, a, too too many times, and it's been happening ever since those two have been paired up together. Well, that's what led to the first goal, right, from uh, Gooley. Uh, yeah, yeah, pump. it's 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 and but you know what I mean like it's either either sometimes I don't know if it's because maybe they don't have the right chemistry like maybe they think or the team thinks or maybe that we see or I, I or maybe the lack of communication or just keeping the play simple maybe it's a question of that but so far in my eyes it's it's not working yet I'm not saying to never put them together I'm just saying for now when you have veterans like Matheson. When you have veterans like David Savard and what they mean to the team, you can't ask for a better pairing, or especially for those two. That's and that's like right now, Jaden Struble is playing the 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 most perfect, simple hockey as a defenseman, and him too, he's getting rewarded for it. He's not backing down. He's throwing some fucking punches if he has to, but don't worry, he's not making us forget about a certain defenseman that. I need to talk about again. Sam, if it were me with Baron, mm-hmm. I think it might be time to sit him. Um, okay. I'm okay. look, to be honest, I'm a fan of Kobasevich and yep. maybe yep. okay, you want to try another pairing out, but if you want to keep Harris and Struble, and I don't think Struble should be out of the lineup. I think he should I don't, I don't he should so he should here, be man. staying. Maybe if they want to absolutely keep Savard and Matheson, you can pair Kovacevic with Guli. Maybe that would work better. Maybe a couple of times they they were paired together, and Guli actually looked good. Yeah, Kovacevic will never make his partner look bad. He's risk. He's a risk free defenseman. Okay. Um, yeah. That's who I always say I envision as Montreal's fourth, fifth, sixth defenseman. Yeah. And those are so hard to find. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of him. Really, I think he he doesn't deserve to maybe maybe rotate once in a while because we have so many. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't think he deserves to be benched. I'm sorry, not over Baron, not the way Baron's playing. I'll, I'll take the the less turnovers, the less mistakes over that one goal that Baron scores to win you the game. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think in the long run, no, I get it. Mistakes will lead you to more wins. I, I I totally agree. I think I agree with that statement, and I think a a lot of a lot of people reacted a bit negatively, like why is Kovacevic coming out? But then. Jordan Harris is coming back. You got to, if you really want to put him in the lineup, well, you got to find someone. Maybe, maybe, who knows? Maybe, maybe Baron just does need to sit a game out or two. And, you know, well, just, look at the, just look at the game from up, up above and take notes. 
And what did you guys think of Harris on his return? It was okay. He was all right. Yeah, he was all right. He wasn't great. He wasn't awful. I, I mean, it was. I thought it was cool that he was paired up with his northeastern teammate and Jane Strubel, but you but Strubel I mean, was looked better than him. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, and I say this with the utmost love and respect for Jordan Harris. I think he's a great kid. I think he's going to be a, a good defenseman in this league. I think he, he's a bit of a, a, a cerebral type defenseman. But in terms of longevity, when things get rough, I get the feeling that Shrubel takes his place. Yeah. I just get this feeling. I, I I don't know. Like and 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 here's the thing. And I I I've thought about it a lot. Like especially ever since, ever since the the rise of Shrubel's play has been going, and then slowly slowly the return of of Harris. I was doing a lot of thinking. Like like if you have to make a choice, who you to keep? And I personally think you keep Shrubel because he could be a good number five, number six, but he's tough. He could play. He could play a couple of minutes. He could play rough minutes on the penalty kill, but. Cantus has personal ties with with uh, with Jordan Harris, so this is all hypothetical here. But we might as well just discuss and have fun with it. If he does think maybe I need to move this guy, like I don't know how easy it's going to be for him on a on a personal level, and maybe even on a business, maybe on a business level it'll be easier, but on a personal level, I don't know. It'd be hard. For sure. think, uh, but, you know uh, what? Hughes is creating a problem. With the, it could, it could a good be a problem. problem, but there's yeah, huge, huge. Are you kidding me? For the first time in God knows how long with this team, we have a fantastic problem on defense. Yeah, it's you can't play them all. There's still Mayu, there's still Lane Hudson, and I won't mention the guy that you want to bring up. No, no, we know. No, look, I I think Mayu one day is going to threaten. Uh, Justin Barron's spot. Yeah, that's because I, I personally I personally do not believe you can have both of those guys in the lineup. Because they're both similar style players, but Mayu is a bit bigger and he could play a bit of a rougher game. And you kind of want that. I'm, I'm 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 gonna jump in at this point. I know we've we've gone on record to say this multiple times. Jordan Harris, I still believe no matter what, he's going to be one of the assets that's going to be moved. Jordan Harris will not be a Montreal Canadian when they're going to be competing for a cup or going for a cup run. Let's say it more like that. Um, I don't think Barron. I don't think Barron is even remotely is going to be remotely as good as Mayu will be when Mayu starts to hit a stride in the NHL. I really yeah. don't think that. I like Joey's point. I think Kovacevic is going to be your sixth, if not seventh, defenseman well, when they're going to be making that play. When that play yeah. from. I don't and, know, and man. Like, again, we haven't, yeah. we haven't touched upon Ryan Backer coming into the lineup. We haven't nope. tried to slot in Mayu officially. We said he might nope. replace Barron. We haven't scratched the surface on, let's say, where Hudson's going to come in. And There's then, one more. in all honesty, in all honesty, here it comes. Montreal Canadiens are not going to win a Stanley Cup without – Arbor Jack eye on the back back end being oh, one of the top six. I I don't even know if Kovacevic is going to be there either. I think Adam Angstrom might be. I know I'm oh, getting way true. ahead. That's I'm true. getting way ahead of myself. But here here here's the thing. The the Canadians know they need Arbor Jack eye, and I think that's why they sent them down. 
they didn't send him down as a punch. They sent him down like, listen, we really want like we we, we even posted it on on Instagram. Arbor Jack, I gave a bit of an insight. They want us. They sent me down just to work on my defensive game. They don't care about me offensively, but they want me to work on my game defensively, and so I could put up big minutes when when it's go time. The Laval Rocket are playing live right now, and he's got another assist. That's offensive. <laughs> I, I, I'm, but I'm just saying, like he's he's in in so far in in eight games now in Laval. He only has four penalty minutes, so that's two penalties in eight games. Like he hasn't done that at the NHL level yet. We're, we don't need Arbor Jacki to fight. But the fact that we know he can fight, eventually they're going to have to call this kid up because the next person that takes a fucking run at any of our players, especially your first overall pick, like I might drive to fucking rally North Carolina and I'm going to get on the ice. And here, here, fuck it. Let's jump right to it. I I really want to get to it. That hit on Slavkovsky. Okay. It's a North-South hit. So in theory, it's clean. But because Slavkovsky leaned forward, the the head was the initial contact. I don't think the head was targeted, but the hit was coming regardless. And Slavkovsky this year, it's night and day compared to the start of the season, even last season, to what he is right now. I think the kid is really progressing, and he's going to keep progressing. He's still young. He's going to learn how to use his body to win puck battles. He's been doing a better job at protecting himself, but he's not fully there yet. Like, remember when he got taken out by Marco Rossi last year? Yeah. Okay, so he's been doing a better job. Just in that moment, he didn't protect himself. He had his head up, and I think he knew the hit was coming too. He had his head up where he was trying to lean to make a pass. Like, it's moments like that where he's, like, if, I don't know. Like sometimes you got like have your shoulder to the guy. The game is so okay. fast. The game is but, but super, the, super, super fast here. It's super fast. That's one. But even and here, let players. me let me finish this. Yes, it should have been a fucking penalty. Okay. Oh, uh, good point. Good point. And thank you for adding that. But the the one thing is, it happens to even good players. I'm not going to say the best players because the truly best, most elite players in the league know how to protect themselves and they're always doing so at every moment that they're on the ice. Even still accidents still happen, but I think I don't want to go down that route or that way of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. When you have Arbor Jack, I, whether on the ice or sitting along the bench, every single fucking player on the opposing team is thinking twice yep. about taking those four or five strides to yep. make exactly that type of hit because yep. that means yep. the next shift that you're on the ice with that guy, you have a very high likelihood of getting your fucking face pounded in to yep. the point that whatever you think you did to the other guy, you have worse. Yep. And and again, just his presence, his presence, not even his actions. No, no, I, his exactly. presence Agreed. is enough to have an influence on a game. And that's why... When do we call up Arbor Jacki? I know we want it's it's selfishly so, but if you're not if you want fucking Arbor Jacki to be developing in the minors, no problem. But go fucking trade for Nick Delorier. 
Go get fucking someone who's going to scrap because Jesus Christ, I don't give a shit. I really, really genuinely don't give a shit at this point. If we swap out Michael Pizzetta for any other elite fighter in the league and or enforcer in the league, it's going to change how the fucking game looks. And even Cole Caulfield, even fucking that little shit, Sebastian Ajo went to go fucking out of his way. It was, it should have been an interference call. Let's, let's not even touch upon the refing of yesterday's game, but that little fucking shot that he gave to Caulfield, that doesn't happen when you have a guy, a scary fucking dude in the lineup and we're missing that scary dude. Oh, I think, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Yesterday, it boiled my fucking blood to watch what was going on on the ice and knowing that, like, even at that, you're going to send Michael Pizzetta? Even at the end of the game, I was like, okay, Marty, that's not his mm-hmm. style. Marty is a is a skill player. He's not the type of guy to say, hey, I want you to go out and fight. I really, he's not that type of dude. When I saw Michael Pizzetta out on the ice, I go, okay, maybe Pizzetta himself is going to yeah. do something. He's going to send a message. We didn't like what you did to our players. We did nothing. And I'm sorry to say, Arbor... A Nick Delorier, anybody else in that category of scariness, that shit doesn't fly. And somebody, it doesn't matter if it's the guy who threw the hit or somebody else, but somebody's going to pay the fucking price for your stupidity that you're doing against our players. And I miss those guys. I, it's miss, multiple, I love Arbor. I miss him. We need him it's back. multiple yeah. times, but it's multiple games now. It's multiple games where, like, it's ever since he's been sent down that the guys aren't afraid to take runs. It started in Buffalo. And it's been happening quite a few times now. Yep. It, it, it's like I, I, I. Well, who's gonna stand up for the guys? Well, the thing is, is they they were happening when Pizzetta was not in the lineup as well. And look, I, 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 I don't know. Look, look, I, I do believe they still have that wolf pack mentality that Marty kept saying a couple of times. When when it's Cole that goes after him, like, and only Cole. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't really look good. Now I'm not gonna go as far and say, "Oh well, maybe there's trouble in 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 the dressing room." Not not even close. I think these guys love each other to death, like brothers. They're family. It's just maybe I don't know. Maybe the players thought it was a clean hit, so maybe that's why they didn't do anything initially without seeing any replays. Again, the game is fast. You know, if if the ref missed it there's a very good chance that the players missed it. Cause like I said, it's a North South hit in, in, in theoretical terms or technical terms, it's a clean hit. But because again, because I have to reiterate this before people lose their shit, because the head was the first point of contact. Yes. There should have been a penalty. I'm not saying there shouldn't have been, but it's a hockey. It's the, the, the intentions to hit, to make a body check, to separate the guy from the puck like you learn when you play contact hockey like I have, you go, that's that's the type of hits you do. And Slavkowski leans in last second. Okay, but I don't like the fact that it was just Cole trying to do something about it. I did not like it. And I'm not even Nick should have Nick Suzuki should have jumped in. He was closest. Yeah, and, and like and, and I get it. It's not their style. They're not they're not the toughest guys on the team. I get it. But ah, again, like I truly I, like you just said everything, Chris. Like you have Arbor Jack on the bench, on the anywhere. You you you're, you are making guys on the other side think twice. Yeah, so, that's that's what's key of having him. I I don't think you need a 
like a Deloriate to trade for him or whatever. You just if you mm -hmm. have Arbor Jack, I think you're. I say that. I say that. Enjoy it. I just want to make sure that everybody listening understands it perfectly clear. If their plan is to keep Jack Eye down in the minors so that he develops, no problem. But go find a solution to the problem. And if that means a guy like Delorier, then go get that guy like Delorier. I, I don't and, think you and, should and, do it. I just no, don't I get, I get, necessarily I get, do I get it, but I'm just saying figure it out. Like they need to do, they need to have a solution to this because they're getting bullied. And it's like, like Sammy said, it's about six games now that they're getting uh, against. I was pissed off watching the Montreal Buffalo game. I was pissed off watching the Montreal Carolina game. And then what was the other? Uh, there was there one was another. Was just... There was another one. I don't know if it was against Recently. Winnipeg. Yeah, I don't know if it was against. Uh, was it against? Uh, I'm opening up the schedule. I'll be. I don't know if it was. Like, it. No, no, I have it here. I don't know if it was Winnipeg, Minnesota, or even. Or, 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 or the, the Islanders. Islanders. It was the, the Islanders. fucking Islanders. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. So, but look, look, like I said, we're speaking right now. Like, dude, Chris, you and I, we, we went and watched a Laval game. We saw Jack I play. Like, he's, he's doing just fine, man. But I think, I, I think he's ready to come back. We saw him score his first fucking goal in, in the minors yeah. on the power play. He's got another assist tonight. Like, I don't know. I think he's doing exactly what he's been asked to do, and then some. That that's I, that like, and, and we all we were lucky enough to see a a, a Mayu goal at the point on the power play. You know what I mean? Like, but all back, all that to say is, I I I really think I really think Jack I did what he was supposed to do. So like, if you call him up, if he's ready, you call him up. Who do you bench? Aaron, well, you got you got to the moment. Him. I don't care. I don't care how many goals he has. Baron, no, yeah, no, no, they got to send a guy. I think you send a guy like Lindstrom down. Yeah, Lindstrom, you send down. Okay, but you bringing up now, now you got to bench because you want to play him in the lineup. Who who do you bench, dude? I, 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 I think it comes down to you, you, you choose between Harris and and Baron. But Baron is a little complicated because Jack I plays on the opposite side. Yeah, I you no, know, I get it. That's a big thing. I didn't. I oh, never. It is. No, it is. I know. I know. Thing, but I know. I, I know. It's, it's, it's a, a fantastic thing. question. It's a fantastic yeah. question. I don't know. I think you could keep. I I personally would love to see a Struble and uh, and Jack I line together. Okay, I I start saying that Sam. It's like my whole mentality of the left right for defenseman change mm -hmm. after the draft, after the picking Rhinebacker because of the right handed and premium. I, that's I, that's where it changed. I, I again, I think they picked on that right side because they know they need one and they know they could get a good one, and that that tells me like they're pretty soon they're going to be ready to move on from David Savard. They might even be ready to move on from Kovacevic. Depends on the Mistake. progression of these. I I say keep Kovacevic for as long as possible, but they're definitely going to be uh, ready to move on from Savard soon. There's trade sure. and, going around. And Matheson, trade... people forget Matheson. Yeah. He'll get up there yeah. in age, right? Oh, I, I, absolutely. Yeah. Totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Matheson, too. Eventually, I again, like it could be call it the sophomore jinx for Gooley, but I, I this is not the best that we've seen of Gooley. He will get better again, and he will be the number one defenseman, and he's going to replace a guy like Matheson. It's, it's going to happen in a season or two. So... 
Oh, again, oh, Sammy, you just opened up yeah. a can of worms because I think yeah. in a season or two, Lane Hudson might be your number one defenseman. Dude, dude. Automatically, the second that guy fucking steps on the ice, he's going to be... I, I, I think Lane is going to be your number two after... He's definitely going to be your 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 power play quarterback. I don't know if he's going to be a number one defenseman. I think he's going to be a number two. Seriously, that top, that top four, like I'm drooling, just thinking... It's, it's very... Hudson, Hudson, Mayu, Gooley, and Reinbacker. Not, I'm not saying those are the pairs. I'm just saying those no, four. The, the, those could very well be realistically be your top four. I that's very much that in my opinion, that's your top four. Without without blinking an eye, without thinking twice, without having to do anything. And then at that point, you have I still see Jack Eye. His place is solidified. Mm-hmm. And I think Struble is gonna be Struble as guy, and then you're gonna have you're gonna have well, look, Kovacevic or you have, if, if you have Sh- I don't think Baron's going to be there. If you have Shrubel and Jacka as your number five and your number six, to me, that's that. I think that's amazing. And then by that time, hopefully, you get to make a decision between a guy like Kovacevic or Adam Engstrom when he comes here. Don't forget he him, is, man. But that means no more. We're, we're really straying away. We're really, really, really straying away. But <laughs> that means that multiple defensemen are going. Like, it's crazy to think, but. Kind of like we're saying, remember, I remember the times that we're saying, mark our words, the day that Carey Price is no longer a Montreal Canadian, like how sad that's going to be. I, I want to go off on a tangent and say, mark our words, the day that those kids are going to be our top four defensemen. Holy shit, this team is going to be one of the most competitive and best defensive squads in the league. Maybe not right out of the gate. Maybe they're going to need some time uh, to get their shit adjusted. But my God, like, between the world juniors, our discussions that we're having now, it's just right. inevitable to, to take a moment and think like what's coming and what's coming in the pipeline is just disgustingly good. Which it's per- oh. it's a perfect time to talk about it. Look, Matt, this is the most wonderful time of the year. The 2024 World Junior Championship Tournament has begun. And like we had mentioned in our previous episode, the four Montreal Canadiens prospects, Owen Beck returning for Canada, Lane Hudson, Jacob Fowler for Team USA, and you have Philip Massar for uh, Slovakia. And in all honesty, like Philip Massar so far is leading in terms of the best Montreal Canadiens prospect in this tournament. He's already yeah, got he's actually putting up numbers. Did you see the first game in the first game that Deke that Deke assist he made? Yeah. He's Bro. a playmaker. He's a play, but the kid could skate like. He's got pro speed. He's getting pro speed. And he's looking phenomenal out there. Like, I think, honestly, in terms of asset management this year, what what, what management has done, sending Philip Massar back to the OHL was probably the best decision for his development. Absolutely. I agree. That had to be. but But not only that, I think it's the best decision they've made all year so far in in my eyes in terms of how to handle a prospect and a future piece over keeping Slavkovsky in uh, the NHL oh it's, it, it, it's paying off uh Joey they seem like they both it, are it's paying off well well I I still well Chris said it we got Marty to thank for that and and you know what Absolutely. maybe maybe listen Again, I, I think that's a sign of leadership. You know what? You believe in a leadership of a coach. And then you show the leadership in your coach that, yeah, I, I trust your judgment of this kid. And we believe in the both of you. So, you know what, Joe? Maybe that, maybe, yeah. Maybe you raise a, maybe you bring up another good point. Maybe that's the best decision 
by not sending Slavkovsky down to the minors. Those are two of the best that they've made so far for sure that mm-hmm. I've seen. Yeah. Uh, Canada losing to the, uh, to Sweden 2-0 today. Tough game. Tough game. Yeah, Sweden's always tough. I, I didn't watch it, but well, you I don't, I don't Our team, I, I don't think our team is as strong as it was last year. No, I don't think so. so it's no. it's going to be tough. So Matt, they're... Matt. Whoever drafts Macklin, uh, Celebrini, Calabrini, however you pronounce him, is, is he's gonna be a special player. I don't, like, I don't think he'll uh, he'll get to us. I don't. I'm not saying he'll get to us, Joey. I'm not saying we should tank for him either. Uh, I'm just saying like he's gonna be a special player. I don't think he's gonna be a Bedard special player, but like just a caliber below him or a tier below below Bedard. Uh, we need to get that Bedard tier at some point. I don't know, Joe. Joe, did, Joe, Joe, did you say those days are over? Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm not. I'm not rooting for a tank. Uh, but you ask me, I still want a Bedard level, uh, tier level player. Matthews. I'm gonna say yes all day because we're still missing that. Even though I yeah. don't want a tank anymore. Yeah, but Lane he Hudson too is looking phenomenal. Yeah, well, he is. He, did he get a point today? I don't think he so. Got, right? He got a point, a tying goal to to to. Uh, oh, that's to, right, that's right, that's a right. Tying goal, yeah. and like he 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 took over that shift, man. He was the he right. was the first star of the uh, game for USA. Yep. yep, yep. And Jacob Fowler, you know, like he had, he had a decent game. He made some key saves. His stats don't show it, but man, when he went into shootouts, he was a wall, only letting in one goal, and they went like nine, ten rounds. So. Jacob Fowler too, man. I'm excited for this kid. He might. I hope he wins goalie of the year in the NCAA when he goes back. Yeah, likewise. He's having a solid season. I hope they made the right choice for goaltender because that's one of the spots we need to. Uh, we, I, we, I, needed, we needed to develop. I I truly truly believe they they did. And again, Joey, it's funny we were talking we were we were messing each other during the day and like you were wondering how Fowler's gonna do over Augustine and I truly believe the Canadians. When they were when they were in the war room deciding who to pick, I think the debate was between those two goalies. I just get the gut. Yeah, feeling. absolutely. Yeah, I have no doubt. So, so yeah, so listen, uh when Canada is gonna have to bounce back, and I think their next game is against uh, against Germany. So and they play what are we to the to right now? We're we're Friday. They're gonna play each other on let me get the schedule here. They're gonna play each other on Sunday, I believe, New Year's Day. They play against Germany, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Canada versus Germany. Then you got, oh, Massar versus Slova- uh, Massar versus Lane Hudson on Sunday as well. Early morning, 6 a.m. I don't know if I'm, I'll, I'll try to wake up for that. I don't know. We'll see. But um, we'll, end, we'll end it on that. Before we call it quits for 2023, let's... Let's go down memory lane here and let's try to think of our our favorite moments of 2023. Joe, you might have technical difficulties with your screen. You look like you're you smoked a nice bat. Let let me restart. You guys hear me though, right? We hear you, but I mean you could keep that image of you like that. Like no, you look I, like I kind of don't want to. So you look I'll, like you I'll just like, inhaled shut, a nice shutting off your camera for a second. A night you just no, inhaled a nice Big it's one. The entire Already. screen is uh, is frozen. I'll let Chris go and I'll restart and I'll I'll come back to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> well, all right, Chris. I, Chris I, before I, yeah, yeah, go for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stick with 
Well, for the Canadians, I'm going to try to stick with this season because I feel as though when we wrap up the season, we like to go over the best of the whole year or the season okay. itself. Yeah. Uh, so for this season, there are two Montreal Canadiens moments that genuinely stand out. Um, there's a third moment that I want to bring up, but the number sure. one moment, Caden Gooley, overtime goal against the Boston oh. Bruins. That was a very special moment. Like I, It was a very feel-good moment. It had been a long time since we had beat the Bruins, the you know rivalry and everything. Like, I really fucking love that moment. You know who else had that like, moment? Which I'm moment? Gonna... So, Joe, I said, welcome Kaden. back. <laughs> oh. Thank you, thank you. Go, uh, go, Chris. So, I was saying, I have three moments that really stood out, but Caden Gooley overtime goal against Boston was a really, 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 like, nice one. Really felt great. Like, absolutely loved it. Number two, just another. Hold on, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. There's another curfew boy that had that moment. Zook. Okay. 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 Zook had that moment as well. So. Okay. The number two, and and I hope to God he comes back. But when when Jacki fought Ryan Reeves on opening night, I swear to God, like I, it was stronger than me. Like I got out of my seat and I was standing, and like my heart was going. I wasn't. Like I'm watching yeah. this through a TV screen and my, my heart was going big time. And I was so happy when he tossed them into that net. And then we watched the yeah. fans cry for about a week. Well, that was so we, rewarding. Yeah, I know. And, I know. <laughs> and the number three moment awesome. talking about Leafs fans crying, uh, this goes beyond Montreal, but when uh, Toronto and the whole city chanted, we want Florida and, and they got eliminated yeah, in, this summer, uh, yeah, in five yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that just has to go for 2023. That's just the cherry on top of the Sunday type <laughs> moment for uh, for your boy GQ, Chris. Um, <laughs> here, I'll, I'll mention that this this is Anthony that said it that sent it to us in our group chat. But I think so far his favorite moment is uh, is when Slavkowski scored the shootout winner against uh, against Buffalo and his his uh, are you not entertained uh, celebration and that's actually. That's actually one of my favorite moments too. But before I actually say mine, I I, I want Joey uh, to go first. Uh, it sucks because um, Chris and Zook mentioned <laughs> it. Mine would have been just to win against Boston because we haven't been in Boston in four mm-hmm. years. So okay. it was just it was taking the monkey off the back and finally relieving. Uh, finally felt relieved because we haven't beaten our rivals in four years, four mm-hmm. long fucking years. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't really have other favorite moments, to be quite honest. I was really on the tank, so those are not. I mean, <laughs> I have moments of when we lose, but hey, oh, that's that was it for me. But as a high moment, really, it's the only one that for me that stands out is the win against Boston. Okay, yeah, uh, I mean, obviously the Jack Eye uh, fight with Reeves was one of my favorites. I I enjoyed. I enjoyed the, the the rush of anticipation and what the fuck is going to happen moments of the lottery draft when we're all at this place. So, well, I enjoyed that, but did I enjoy the draft? I don't know if I enjoyed the draft itself. I mean, I, I, I still like, uh, I still like Reinbacker despite what, despite popular belief. But I, I think about that draft is I loved when we were doing the show live on YouTube and fucking Joey was ahead of us. 
And before before we all knew the pick, Joey, I'm gone. I'm gone. Ciao, bye. Fuck this shit. <laughs> He's it just goes, his screen goes blank. <laughs> I had to leave. I couldn't stay. I can't consider that a high moment. It's not a I favorite. It's a low no, moment. That was, it was just my favorite. Like I think I don't know if it's a Montreal Canadian moment. It's probably more of a curfew boys moment of 2023. But uh, but yeah, I I think um, yeah, I think I think that had to be my my favorite moment. It's it's, it's a bit tough too. Like uh, I think. Um, because again, like it's only it's only October, right? Last season, last season was tough. But yeah, like the, yeah, that goalie moment. Actually, no, here I got one. I got one. I just I can't believe I was thinking of it before, but I completely forgot. The Cole Caulfield goal in overtime when we were there, Chris, you and I against Columbus. Oh my god, that was the yeah. seventh one, right? I remember that was the seventh overtime winner. Yes, um, and yeah, 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 yeah. But like, but just the way that game went down, they were down three zero. They fought back and. You know, Gallagher gets a last minute penalty. We all thought it was over. They kill it. And then just fucking Cole comes in on the right on yes, on the right side, fucking snipes it. I think I think for me for now, I'm gonna use that for your mode just just because we were there. It was live. That like, was live that was, was on my birthday. It was that on his, was the day oh my, my god, like, Cole gave me too. Yeah, I can't believe I overlooked that one because that was a freaking <laughs> birthday gift and a half of a game. That was Amazing! I, I that was one of the loudest I've screamed in oh, recent yeah. memory. We, we blew, I, I know one I of the loudest. Voice. I blew my voice that that way. Like we all, everybody lost their shit. It was so much yeah. fun. That was that was so much fun. I mean, I, I I've been lucky enough this year to go to quite a few games than I usually do. Not only the Montreal Canadiens, but to the Laval Rockets. Like even even the Laval Rocket game, one game against the Belleville Senators, they were down four zero. Just the way they fought back was. It, it, it was awesome to see, you know, even watching Arbor Jack guys first goal in the minors was, was, mm. was pretty, was pretty fun to see. So boys that I, I think 2023 is a wrap. I don't know. I don't know about you unless you have anything else. You guys have anything else to say, but I think, uh, I think that's a wrap folks for 2023. We'll wrap yeah. it up. Well, listen, not only to you guys, the curfew boys, but look to all our listeners, Far and wide, whether you're a Habs fan, hockey fan, whatever, whatever you are, whatever you do in life, you know, we wish you a very happy new year. Nothing but, you know, love and happiness and health heading into the new year, especially with what's going on in the world today. It's it's always the typical speech. But at the end of the day, you know, the, spending time with your loved ones, uh, you know, knowing what's important out there, if you do have new year's resolution some people don't believe it but if you do have one go for it go all in whatever your goals are short term or long term for 2024 fucking go all in don't stop don't let anybody stop you and honestly just enjoy it life is short enjoy what you got enjoy what you want to go for enjoy the process and i really hope 2024 brings you all like i said love happiness health and nothing but good times. Yeah, same here. I just awesome. want to wish uh, a 2024, a uh, happy 2024 to all our listeners. So a happy new year and wish them all the best. Hopefully, you know, it's a good year for everybody. And uh, same thing, health, happiness. It's some of the most important things. Hopefully 
you know everything good comes along their way same with the curfew boys so yeah and we'll be here in 2024 to continue mm -hmm. To, this uh, journey, go, yeah, it's a journey. Continue yeah, this journey. That's that's the just, Canadians and hockey. Yeah, so I wish like everyone a great twenty twenty four. Absolutely. Well said, well said to you both. I think uh, hit the nail on the head. Health, happiness, and success. But know that uh, success comes at a cost. You gotta put in the work, as Sammy was saying. Go in, all mm -hmm. in, for whatever it is that you love, whatever it is that you believe in, whatever it is that you want to accomplish. Uh, do we do very much wish you that success, but uh, head down and uh, and work for it. And uh, may it be a very prosperous year uh, for for everyone out there listening. And uh, thank you in that uh, yep. for that matter. Thank you very much for listening to us. And uh, happy new year from from myself and the rest of the boys. Absolutely. And yeah. Chris, absolutely. And, uh, one more thing, Chris. In 2024, are you going to tell us your new uh, reporting job that you got, or? Uh, oh, uh, that background, it looks like you're about to announce the weather. Yeah, no, this was a CTV news broadcast by Chris Solera. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the weather being completely wrong. Uh, if are, I were you, to be <laughs> are you threatening with Sumi Takahashi's uh gig at CTV? She's still around. I haven't watched she's still CTV. Around. I don't watch it much. Yeah. Uh, Good for her. <laughs> but she's still around. I think uh Chris is gonna threaten her job soon. Yeah, okay. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. I wouldn't I wouldn't for the poor people of Montreal, I don't need them seeing my face uh, at the end of their work day. So let's uh, let's leave it with that. Well, look, fans see it. Well look the the, 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 the poor the poor people of Montreal and the fans of the curfew boys if you're brand new to this or you been following us since the very beginning or for the year 2023 you could follow us on you or you can see our beautiful faces on youtube please like and subscribe our page it is free tell your friends about us it'll only make us better and it's a sign to show your appreciation and love um you can hear all our episodes on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts. we're on facebook instagram we're on twitter i think we're still on threads i don't know about tiktok anymore but you can find us, like it says at the bottom. Again, please like and subscribe. We definitely appreciate it. Boys, I know we'll talk to each other soon, but Happy New Year. Chris, for sure we're going to see each other with our families. Joey, Happy New Year to you and your family. Again, you love, well, love love, and health to, to Adri, Anthony, and Zook. Anthony's enjoying in Florida. Zook, he's, he's got a lot going. Adri as well, but to all of them, a happy 2024. Happy New Year. Lots of love and health and happiness to them and their loved ones. And we'll see each other in 2024, boys. Yeah, Until the old, the, the old saying, we'll see you next year. We'll see you next year. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, until then, bye now. Bye now. Bye now. Good night.